Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of I Dig Your Soul podcast with your host, Nadia Khalil. Today is June 29th, 2021. We've got just a couple days left in this month, and I'm trying to clean up the old and bring in the new, and I'm also trying to get us more organized mentally because those are the nuts and bolts behind everything else we do. And the interesting part about it is it's something that we keep doing over and over again in our lives because our circumstances change. Things change in families, and you can't help it. Kids move out. We have new partners. We have old partners that are changing. We have different circumstances. We have losses that are happening to us and illnesses, and and there's just so much always going on. And at the end of the day, we have to find a new way to work with what's new because the old way doesn't work anymore because the new way was so compelling that we have to change our lives. Even starting a new job, depending on where it is, may be a different way of getting there, different time, different times coming home, either earlier or later. People meeting new people moving and making new friends and living in a new neighborhood and maybe being closer or away from relatives. It just goes on and on and on. And a lot of times we go through those changes without changing anything else. And then we get stressed. The whole issue that we find in our lives isn't what happens. It's accommodating what happens, just accommodating it. So letting go of what we knew, and I think the funniest example I have of this is when we were kids, we moved from the city of Chicago to the suburbs. And at that time, those were like brand new homes. And when we moved out there, everyone's, you know, telling my parents, what are you moving so far away for? That's out in the middle of nowhere. There aren't even any houses there. And people were just all over my parents for wanting to move to a neighborhood, I guess they believed they could stay in. 
by the way, we ended up all growing up there, and both my parents died in that house. So what happens? We get there, everyone had to adjust, but my father one night woke up in the very beginning, and he woke up to go to the bathroom, and he followed the old walk to the bathroom because he's half asleep, probably isn't even conscious of the fact that he moved yet. And (laughs) he was walking to the bathroom and he took that old pattern. And so when he turned, he fell down the stairs. (laughs) We all woke up to this boom, boom, boom. And we thought, oh, my God, what just happened? Everybody wakes up. All the lights are on. And my dad is at the bottom of the stairs laughing, realizing what had happened. (laughs) And, and, you know, the old habit was definitely not broken. That broke it. That was like, okay, I learned my lesson. I don't need this to happen again. And made a conscious effort, short of us putting a gate on the stairwell. So these... Old habits die hard. I know we say that a lot. But in order to do anything in life, we have to adjust and readjust. So there's something to it. There's a way to do it. Because if we're really serious about letting go of something once and for all and just moving on, we do have to spend time reconnecting with and rediscovering parts of us. Because we always say, do what you love, do what you love, and then you go to do what you love, and you're like, but it doesn't fit in my life, so you go back to do what you always do that you like. But that's it. To what you love. So these changes are good changes, but they say even good stress, even happy changes, have to have a full-on adjustment because we are constantly designed to adjust. And when we stay the same, we don't know why we're bored or why we're tired or why we're like waiting for something all the time. You have to be happy today. So just remembering that, hey, I'm happy. I want this change I was waiting for it to come along, and now I want to create a new routine that helps support my hopes and my dreams and my desires for the future, which is actually today. The future, which is actually today. I don't have to change Like we said yesterday about organization, myself, I have to change the system around me so that I can grow. And as basic as that sounds, we don't do it. And we don't do it because it takes energy, a lot of energy. To accept something different because now you have to be conscious of it. Now when my dad wakes up or woke up, he had to remember, oh, wait a minute, there's stairs in this house. 
every time, probably for a long time, if he ever forgot it, which I don't know and I can't ask him now. But things like that, that was like a physical manifestation of how funny it can be when we do the old things in the new situations, right? But mentally, mentally it's harder because we can get away with saying, ah, it's okay, another day. Easy, easy to do that. So creating that positive mantra, you know, to counter the thoughts that are stuck there or have always been there, and we've outgrown them and we're finally facing the fact that we have outgrown them, we start to create a physical distance because now he doesn't walk that walk anymore, right? But we do that mentally too. We create a physical distance. We don't take the same route to work anymore. We don't take the same route to the house anymore. We make new friends, new people, new energy starts coming into our lives. And it balances and supports the other energies that we've always had in our lives. And we start realizing, hey, this is my work, and everybody in my family is adjusting in their own way. Look at us. We're all adjusting. Isn't it weird that we're all also able to accept our circumstances and we're all willing to grow? And we all feel good and we're all coming in with something new every day, someone we met, a place we discovered, a new walking path, all these different things that just start rejuvenating. And then you start understanding mindfulness, you know, just paying attention to what goes on in you because a lot's going on in us. And a lot goes on in us, but it takes us a while from our brain to our action. And you hope that you do the action before you forget that you wanted to do it in the first place. Oh, yeah, I wanted to try that. Of course. Of course you wanted to try that, but why didn't you? Well, my interest, oh, I got busy. I was under stress. I was going through this at that time. And then the excuse buffet comes alive again, right? But once that happens and you go, hey, wait a minute, I'm visiting the excuse buffet, be gentle with yourself. Allow for yourself to hear the excuses because it's part of learning your own process. Oh, when I don't do what I said I wanted to do to make myself feel better, I give myself excuses. Oh, so in the future... When I start hearing excuses, I have to recognize that those are excuses. And why didn't I do that? I really, really did want to do that. Some things in our brains take years to come out in our lives. As long as we can accept that it's something we want to do. There's people who say they want to move and You know, 10 years go by and they're still in the same house and it's cramped and they're aggravated and they keep saying, I want to move, like they're threatening the house that they're going to move. And it's a house. 
I think, are you threatening yourself? Like, are you mad at yourself? Because you're taking it out on an inanimate object, which is the house. And maybe you're also blaming the house that it's too small, and you're blaming the house that you've cluttered it. So let's go to a positive place with this. It's not the only house on earth, for sure. You can move at any time. And what's in your mind can become real. So where would you start to do this? And I actually did this with someone, by the way. We went and got boxes and tape. Started making the boxes. And I said, give me everything you haven't touched in the last year or more. We won't put it away because there was a big issue with distancing, right? The physical distance from my stuff, right? And I started packing. And I got to tell you, in the beginning, it wasn't easy. And it wasn't funny. I was like, what the heck did I get myself into? Oh, I can't put this away. I might need it. Well, did you use it in the last year? Because you've gone through four seasons and this didn't come up. But it'll be right here in the box. And we won't put the boxes too far away. And we started. In the beginning, it was hard as heck. But after that, once they started seeing the floor, just the floor. And then they saw a corner, like an empty corner. And then we started labeling the boxes and putting them in the garage. And they were nice and neat. All their stuff was there. In my heart, I knew they will never open those boxes again. That once they were able to create physical distance from those things, they wouldn't want them back because they would figure out over time, well, not only did I not touch them in the last year or more, but in the whole time they were in storage, I never went back to get them. And then all of a sudden, when they want to clean out the garage, they're giving that stuff away. It works in stages. But the best surprise was that they didn't even need to move. They needed space that they had, but you know the rest of that story, how easy it is to get used to every corner and nook and cranny of a house being filled. Some people feel cozy with that. They feel good surrounded. It makes them feel like it's a warm blanket. But when they get rid of it and they create that physical distance, what happens mentally as well, that's why I was talking about organization yesterday, because it directs, connects to our brain and how we deal with what's inside. 
because as you start to question yourself and you start to do your own work and you start paying attention to what's going on in your mind, you start saying, oh, that thought, gosh, I outgrew that years ago. Why do I still do it? I know it's not true. I don't wake up tired all the time. Why do I keep saying I, I'm a slow morning person? I actually, as I've gotten older, I'm more awake in the mornings and less awake at night. Why don't I recognize that out loud? Because then I could take advantage of myself in the mornings, get most of my work done, and just enjoy the rest of the day. So we take what we know and we use that information to create like these positive little thoughts in our minds that help us find that release for our past and just set it free. Let it go so that you can make room for what you are at this age, what you do at this age, who you want to be at your age. I remember just, it was not even a week ago, I go, oh, wow. You know, thinking about, I, my, we went to a wedding, my daughter was in the wedding, and I saw a lot of people that I still thought I was somehow in my brain, and I realized, hey, I'm a different generation. When I was their age, I didn't know what it was like to be my age, but now I know. And they don't know what it's like to be my age, but I don't need to be their age anymore. It's it's their turn. And I love being like, you know, my daughter's mother, and everybody's like, oh, my gosh, you're her mom? And I was like a rock star because of her, because of how many people loved her and enjoyed her. It was really so cool. And then... We were all dancing, and people were like, well, your mom dances, you know, and, and whatever. I'm not a good dancer, but I do get on the dance floor, and I do do my thing, and it's a lot of fun. Now, here's the kicker. Normally, I get home. I'm asleep by 9, 9.30 latest, where I would fall asleep, because I wake up about six hours later or six and a half hours later pretty much every day. What I didn't realize was how set in my ways I was, or I am actually, am currently. So I have changed. And over the years, I've made adjustments to that change. I don't plan things late. I don't go out late. I don't drive too far, too late. And this place was an hour and a half away from where I live. And so we had to go, and then we, you know, obviously had to come back late. I thought, oh, my gosh, how am I going to stay awake to drive myself home? <laughs> and as I was driving home, I was on adrenaline, thank God for the dancing. And I had a blast. I loved it. There was so much love at that wedding. It was beautiful. It was outdoor in the backyard of someone's home, but I mean, it was a huge backyard. It was hard for me to 
like wrap my mind around the fact that this was someone's home. And then what happened? Here's the new me that I made room for. Before I went, and I have this habit of before I go anywhere, this is a new habit, and thank God for it, but it's an adjustment I made because of how I'm changing. So I get everything done before I go so that when I come back, I don't have that much to do. And it makes me feel good when I go because I don't feel overwhelmed like I'm coming back to disorganization or whatever. And it, it just helps me cope. But I'll tell you, Sunday the next day after that wedding, talk about adjustments, I don't think I actually fully woke up until like 7 o'clock at night. And all of a sudden, I was like myself, and I was walking around going, oh, wow, I'm waking up, not realizing that I wasn't fully awake all day. And I thought, man, when I go out and do something big, which was just a normal thing to me before, I need to make sure I'm I'm not planning anything the next day if I don't have to. And I had to let go of the fact that I could go for three, four days in a row like I used to and be present as I want to be because I have built in so much quiet into my world and into my life, I would have to readjust and let go of the quiet to accept that a new busy, busy life like that physically. And I didn't get to exercise and I ate late and I normally don't. And all these things were just the complete opposite of how I live my life. And I didn't realize that over time I let go of so much of my past Not in a bad way, because again, we are the same. It's our circumstances. It's our systems. It's what we do that changes. If you can just take that out of the last two days, you will be able to transition yourself into losing and loosening that grip of the past and allow yourself to do new things. And now, in the mornings, I can go. People aren't awake yet, but I'm working and going through everything I used to do. It's when I do it. It's when I do it. That's different. Our past is meant to be behind us. And now we're... We're looking for things that have more meaning. We get frustrated when we aren't learning. It's easy to blame people. It's easy to point fingers. It's easy to say that they're why you're either happy or not happy. It's because of them, all of them. They said this, they did that, they want this, they want that. You just don't know how to give everyone everything they want. But that's because you're not supposed to. You're supposed to give you everything you need and you want. We all have 
a hard time letting go because it's hard to reroute some aspects of our past. They become a part of us and we don't even realize that they are there. We feel like getting rid of things is almost negative, like we're not respecting who we were, who we are. People will say we've changed. So we hold on so that no one says we changed. And I I always ask, who are these people that you're not changing because of? And why does what they say matter while they're over there living their lives, enjoying their lives, and changing. Why is it okay for them? And what if there are things in your life you can't change? And you say, I've outgrown them. How do I deal with that? And if you find yourself wasting your time worrying about those things that you can't control... The best way to do that is to ask yourself, what can I control? How can I influence it, maybe make it better? Because it's obviously holding me back. It's holding my family back. Ask yourself what you fear about facing what you can't control. For me, it was a culture that was running my life. I had no influence on it other than negative because I wanted to live my life. So it was like going against the, what is that, rage against the machine, only I wasn't raging, but they were a machine. I just wanted my life. And I had to identify my fears. Like, what were my fears about this? Well, I didn't want to get hurt or killed, and my life was threatened by people I didn't even know. create a difference between what was there and how I can solve it. Can I solve it or do I just have to leave the community? And I had to create a plan to manage the stress these changes were going to bring. And I had to balance it with the new health, the emotional health I felt, not having to live in a template that I didn't create. Termination of understanding what I can and can't control. Either I was all in or all out. I did not have a choice. Forced me to think for myself and trust that whatever I think about, I have a chance of having the change I was looking for. And I actually did it. And how I knew I did it, because I made the change before I had children, was that my children don't even know what that feels like to be in such a tightly controlled community. And I succeeded in my mind and in my heart of giving them their own identity instead of an identity that was laid out for them prior to them even being born. 
and they'll say things like, oh, when my mom was a kid. I'm like, you guys have no idea. That's still going on. But I let it go. It wasn't my past. I have I have no, like, weird, upset, angry feelings about it. I'm glad I was raised in it. I'm glad for how I got out of it. I'm glad for how I I realized it and made a decision. And that decision started when I would have conversations with my mom while we were cooking. And I mentioned this on the show all the time because it was such a defining moment. But when I was 12 years old and I told my mom, Mom, as an adult, I will not be able to live within the community that you're living in. I knew the difference between my choice and her choice. It's interesting, right? You guys enjoy today. Look at what is piling up in your corners, whether it's in your mind or in your home, and start moving the energy around. I love you guys, and I will see you tomorrow on Relationship Wednesday. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the I Dig Your Soul podcast. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.